This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Networks. Command codes verified. Program complete. Log on complete. Is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damned and wet. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. Ask for more. All your bodies made out of foreign shorts. Come a day when the be real hell pay. I gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn wet. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, is your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and so very glad to have you along for the ride. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. If you are here live, I know that you are either listening on the K Star Talk Radio Network or Liberty FM, or possibly even, dare I say it, the Vera Networks. We're talking about thelastfrequency.com. We're talking about uh, over on Tuned In for the Vera Networks. We're talking about possibly driving around through beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, and listening to WCET-FM in the heart of Columbia. And again, I apologize in advance to what my good guys in orange are going to do to the Gamecocks uh, tomorrow. 
just uh, throw in a little friendly rivalry football action out at you. Uh, glad to have you here. It, it should be a really good show. Uh, Fridays, we do the live thing. It's always fantastic. I'm a big fan. like having uh, ZMA listeners on as well. You guys are fantastic, and I love the interactions. Tonight, we're scheduled to be joined by Dr. Jerry Wilbur. Uh, he is a prolific author as well as a uh, psychologist. He is a expert in mentorism, and I dare say he seems just a touch prolific when we get into our conversation about uh, the two books in particular that we're going to be discussing and how it relates to our modern political situation. We're also scheduled to be joined at the bottom of the hour by Dick Russell. He, of course, is an author as well. His most relevant work recently is the biography of one certain RFK Jr., uh, and we'll be talking Talking about well, a little bit about the biography, a little bit about RFK Jr., and uh, a lot about why it is we think that the Biden administration doesn't seem to want to give Secret Service protection, uh, especially given the fact that it really does look like somebody was going to take a shot at him. Uh, also, a uh, second hour, we have our good good friend, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience, Mr. Ron Edwards himself joining for the full hour, and we'll be discussing various topics of the day. Uh, can't guarantee how many of them we'll get to. You know what it's like when Ron gets to talking, and I just hang on for the ride. <laughs> it can be fun, and I hope you guys will enjoy it as much as I know we will. In the meanwhile, before we get started, I do want to take a moment to remind you about our friends over at Native Path. Now, at this point, you've heard the spiel. You know what I'm talking about. We've we've got a situation where the campaign is coming to an end. Right now, it's looking like they're not going to renew, but they've got such a great product. I'm going to continue taking it even after you hear me stop talking about it, and I would still recommend you give it a try. Of course, I'm talking about their Antarctic Krill Oil Supplement. It is fantastic. Uh, I'm saying that based on my own personal uh, experience here. It has done wonders for reducing inflammation and swelling in my ankles, my knees, and uh, in my severely damaged calf that never did quite heal right. Uh, it's feeling way better than it has since well before the injury. And all I can tell you is that the only thing that changed was I started taking the Antarctic Krill from Native Path. So if you have concerns about uh, heart health, brain health, circulation, blood pressure, or those uh, achy joints or inflammation, it's entirely possible that this could help put an end to issues with all three. You've got to try it to find out, though. I can't guarantee you that it will work as well for you as it does for me, but what I can tell you is if you go to FixSwollenFeet.com, you'll be able to take advantage of a special offer available to listeners to tap into the truth that will put this in that realm of cost that makes it a no-brainer to at least try it and find out. Worst case scenario, it doesn't do a lot for you, but you're not out a lot. Best case scenario, you find one of the best supplements that's going to do a world of good for you that's working as well as it has for me. That uh, seems like a pretty straightforward time. So again, just visit FixSwollenFeet.com. And now, 
It is time to bring on our first guest of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome first-time guest, author, and uh, mentor expert, as well as uh, psychiatrist who's out there warning everyone, don't fall into the trap of the psychopath. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jerry Wilbur. Uh, Dr. Wilbur, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to, to hang out with us on a Friday night. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, and thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yes. All right. Well, obviously glad to have you. Uh, the books that you have written most directly to tonight's topic, uh, both of them were meant to be satire. And unfortunately, they seem more like a warning of what was upcoming. Of course, the first one being the true blue revolution. And then recently, earlier this year, I, I believe it was in February. You can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the uh, rise of the true blue rebellion. Before we go into how prolific it really is, let the listeners have a little bit of a backdrop of the general premise of both these books. Yes. Well, um, a number of years ago, uh, I started getting concerned being a psychologist and doing a lot of counseling <clears throat> at how many uh, psychopaths that I was bumping into. and uh, started doing some research and indicated that maybe 20 to 30 percent of CEOs uh, could be psychopathic. And uh, that led me to look at politicians, especially lawyers. And it ends up, again, a high percentage there. And uh, psychopaths are people that are driven primarily by dominance power, dominance, and control, and really have no empathy. And in the past, we could not really identify them except by watching their behavior. But within the last 10 years now, we have brain scans, and we can see that these are people whose brains are constructed completely different than ours. Um, as far as it goes, as far as your amygdala, which is where you have your, uh, where you come up with your empathy and uh, sense of guilt, and they basically have none. So if I started studying this, then I started looking around. And I thought, you know, I need to kind of uh, alert people to this. And one of the best ways to do it, other than writing a few articles, is to write a book. And so I started the book about a, uh, a gentleman, just an average day guy, uh, who uh, gets hooked into running for office and uh, ends up, uh, they think he's going to be an easy pushover. He's going to be part of the system where they have everything already rigged. And it was a rigged election in Michigan that he was part of. Again, this is back in 2013-14 that I was writing this. And um, he was running against a guy who was a digital candidate. In other words, he did not really – he was—he could stay in his basement and run. That's why people refer to these books as kind of eerily prophetic. And, uh, the, the, it, it, yeah, so he runs successfully, let's put it this way, uh, against these people and against this uh, power base, which we would now call the deep state. At that time, I just called it the National Association of Psychopaths, NAP because they were happy to have us asleep and uh, while they pulled off uh, everything that they were pulling off, taking over the country. So that was the genesis of it, to try to get people to be what I call aware and then care. And uh, initially, the reviews on the books were uh, too fantastical, too much like science fiction, uh, overwrought, one person said. Now I think people look at it and go, my goodness, this is uh, <laughs> looking more and more like reality. And that's one of the reasons I wrote the second book, rise of the true blue rebellion and uh the one pushback i get from people is that i use the color blue in the titles and yeah. uh, i said well they, they that's our color they stole that color from us along with many other things and uh good i, I don't mean to get going too fast here 
Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Go right ahead. Yeah. The uh, the color blue, of course, um, I'm old enough that uh, I remember the statement, better red than dead, or better dead than red, excuse me. And the red was the color for the red Chinese and the red communists. And uh, it wasn't until the 70s. You know, I mean, we fought against the people in red, the blue coats against the red coats. So blue had always been the color for loyalty, uh, conservatism, and it got stolen from us in the 70s and 80s along with uh, a lot of other words. And so this is kind of the pushback to say the true blue rebellion. And uh, this, the only way this candidate has a chance is he has to be a person that cannot tell a lie. And uh, so that, that's where this hall comes up, if I, if, I, if I lie, I die, because he was given a special drug. Um, and the reason this has become important now, some people have said, well, you know, they would recommend anybody running for office now should uh, give her, make everybody take a lie detector test. And I said, well, the only problem with that, psychopaths can pass lie detector tests because they don't, uh, part of their brain structure, they can get by without having any anxiety. None of the uh, tells that usually show up in the uh, lie detectors. And so that wouldn't even work there. But uh, that, that, that's the idea behind this is trying to find out what would happen if we really had a truly honest politician running. Yeah. I mean, because it seems like it's nearly an impossibility at this point. We we have built up a system. Now, the system itself is a phenomenal system when it's allowed to work the way it's supposed to. But for exactly. centuries now, we've had folks that have been working since day one to figure out a way to work around it. And then when you see uh, the psychopaths that you keep pointing out, uh, we see them in action. Uh, it's become almost embarrassing the fact at this point that if you're paying the least bit of attention, they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're happy to lie to you to your face. Uh, the number of lies being told on a daily basis coming straight out of the White House is scary and it's scary number one because there are so many people that aren't paying enough attention to bother to notice and it's scary number two the fact that we have a legacy media that seems more than content to just act like everything they're saying is true they'll call it a fact check and they'll treat you like you're the one who's suffering from a mental disorder if you challenge any part of what they're saying even if you have the evidence right there in your hand so the whole notion the question i think that uh, really comes out both from the crystal ball you must have been looking into when you were writing the satire uh, that is very much not satire anymore um, well, it comes to the fact that are we past the tipping point? Can we salvage our republic uh, in a fashion where we're valuing honesty, where we're rewarding people doing the right thing even when no one's looking? Or are we just too far past that tipping point to get back? At? What What do you think based on – what you've seen from both your clinical side at where you see this rise and uh, both with just your gut feeling. Uh, I, and if those two are in conflict, would love to hear uh, which is which and why you feel conflicted. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I'm very optimistic. Uh, people sometimes said, well, your books look like they're a little cynical. Said, no, actually, the books are very optimistic. And um, what's happened was, I think, that uh, for many people, we just got very comfortable. Uh, it was easy here in the United States. I don't know if you travel much abroad, but I was fortunate to be able to travel quite a bit abroad. And every time I came back, I just came back with a new appreciation for what we have here, how blessed we've been in this country. But I think that uh, part of that was people just become way, way, way too comfortable. 
And uh, all of a sudden, you know, I, what, the reason I'm optimistic is I believe that people are starting to wake up. And I think you can see a lot of this with people pushing back against school boards, people starting to push back, people starting to realize we've been lied to for a long time, and it's no longer funny. You know, for a long time, people just kind of laugh, say, oh, well, you know, that's politicians, ha, ha, ha. And I go, wait a minute, you know, we're, we're losing our constitutional republic. My statement as a, uh, as a counselor and as a mentor always was been, number one, are you aware? Are you aware you have a problem? But then the second thing is, do you care? And as I look at that and think in America, I say I think people are becoming aware, uh, partially because of talk shows like yours and other shows that I've been talking on. I think people are getting more aware of the situation we're in. And now they're starting to care because they realize the more you accept lies, the more it erodes uh, the whole culture. Because if you live in a culture that's full of lies, you don't know who to trust. And if you can't trust anyone, how can you work with someone? And you may have had that experience. I had that experience many years ago where someone that I trusted uh, told a lie, and the lie happened to be to try to protect somebody. But the only problem was, as soon as that happened, then I started thinking, well, I wonder what else they lied about. You know, what else they lied about? And all of a sudden, you don't have any credibility or integrity. And one thing our country was based on for a long time was that idea of integrity and credibility and trying to distribute power. A lot of people don't realize that our founders used uh, Scripture, Isaiah 33, 22 specifically, it says, uh, the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, and the Lord is our king, and he will save us. And that's the three parts of power that they were dividing up between the legislature, the executive branch, and the, and the judicial branch. And, uh, and those three legs, which kind of form a tripod, provided stability to us and kind of a balance to power. But if you're, anybody's watching closely now, realize those things are all being eroded. They're attacking the Supreme Court right now, trying to destroy the Supreme Court. And so... That was the balance of power that was put in there initially, because they knew that psychopaths are attracted to power. Um, people tell me you're you're over. Uh, one of the critics says you're overdosing dosing on psychopathy, and I said that's because it's so dangerous, and uh, you can see it in action. They're willing to do anything to get power, dominance, and control. And never before has so much power been concentrated in one place the way it is right now in Washington D.C. You know, the top economic power, top military power. And if you throw Hollywood in cultural power, and never before in history has there been so much power, and guess what's attracted to power? Psychopaths. So some people say, what's the percentage in Washington, D.C.? I said, well, I don't know, 90, 95 percent possibly. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Not every politician is a psychopath, but uh, let's put it this way. They're, they're definitely attracted to power, dominance, and control of money, which gives you power. Uh, and, you know, it, it shows – Again, it just all you have to do is pay attention, and some of these folks, they're so egotistical, and you can see that it's like a moth to the flame, uh, and to, to use the overused adage, but it, it's true in this case. If somebody sees an opportunity where they can extend some power over somebody else, uh, they find a way to gravitate towards these positions. And we see it also in how unwilling a lot of these folks are to relinquish their offices. We have several people, and, and it, it only serves to prove the point, the fact that uh, we found out today that Diane Feinstein had actually passed away uh, late last night. Uh, 
you know, here's somebody who probably should have retired at least a decade ago, probably a bit longer. We see health issues with uh, other people like Mitch McConnell here on the Republican side. Uh, obviously, we see the struggles Joe Biden has putting together uh, uh, coherent statements from time to time. But they refuse to step aside because they still can't bear the idea of giving up that little bit of power and authority that they've uh, garnered over people. And they're willing to use almost any tool available to hang on to it. I think one of the more interesting aspects uh, of what you talk about, and you've already kind of touched on uh, this digital character, essentially an artificial intelligence. And again, you were writing about this before it was a hot topic that's currently in the conversation. So again, I have to give a hat tip in your pro- your prophetic nature of what you're digging into. You even talk a bit about the role that uh, UFOs have. It certainly feels like the last uh, year or so, uh, UFOs have been used at the very least as kind of a a bit of a distraction away from other issues. Uh, is this something that you genuinely saw as something on the horizon, or is this just another? Yeah, yeah, really yeah. yeah. I, I think guess. part of the problem, part of the problem, people say there's two things, two possibilities. One is that it might be used as a psyops to cancel the 2024 election. You know, if it's not a pandemic, it could be an alien invasion. And people go, oh, no, that's it. But yeah, if you've been watching recently, I mean, there's some pretty solid evidence. Uh, first time we've had some of the highest ranked top security clearance people appearing before the House and the Senate committees and showing actual, um, you know, images of high tech that they can't explain. It's well beyond ours. And so I, I think people should be taking this a lot more seriously. And people say, well, then why is the government denying it? And I said, well, you know, if you're into power, dominance, and control, one of the things you don't want to admit is that you can't control your own airspace. Anybody that ever studies military science knows the main thing is can you control the – if you can control the airspace, you pretty much are going to win the war. So here you have all these psychopaths, and they don't want to admit that they, 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 can, they don't control the airspace. Uh, so that, that's, that's one of the things. The other thing is that uh, there's so much money at risk if – these UAPs or UFOs are real. It appears that they have technology well beyond us. Uh, they can control gravity, which doesn't sound like much unless you study science. You realize if I can control gravity, there goes all my energy issues. And so where do uh, the top 1%, where do they get all their money from? A lot of psychopaths. They get their money from energy, controlling energy, controlling high tech and controlling pharmaceuticals. And people say, well, what's that got to do anything? Well, there's been some uh, people have said that people have come in contact with UFOs, UAPs, in some cases uh, seemingly get healed. And one guy said it looks like their technology could be 100,000 years to a million years in advance of ours. And just look at how much our technology has advanced just the last few years. Think about that. If you had technology 100,000 or a million years from now, and yet it's being blocked from us because uh, for some reason we don't appear to want to either make contact with them or Perhaps they don't want to make contact with us. And so to me, it's just uh, they're reacting in the way that psychopaths would react. Don't want to admit that they don't have power, that they don't have dominance. I'm talking about the major powers now. So that, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm watching this very closely, because I think anybody that watches it and pays attention, it's gone beyond the, uh, the kind of tinfoil hat thing now to where you have professional pilots that said, not only did I see it on my equipment, I eyeballed it, I saw it. And uh, these guys have no nothing to gain from lying. Matter of fact, they're risking their careers to stand there and, and uh, 
testify in front of us. So I think it's, it's definitely real. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not going <laughs> to say what it is. But I do work it into, uh, into the second book, into the uh, rise of the Troubadour Rebellion. So I'm, I'm hopeful, again, that that will all be very positive. People say, well, how can you, why would you be positive? I said, well, listen, if they're that much technologically dominant, they haven't done anything to us. They definitely could. If they have con- complete control on airspace, they could do anything to us, and they haven't. So obviously they're not planning on being malignant to us. If anything, I call it my daycare model. I think they're watching us like uh, I used to do daycare for my grandkids. <laughs> they're just trying to keep us from, from hurting each other <laughs> and hoping that we grow up. How's that? Well, that, I guess that's the most positive spin I've heard for a while, and it's, it's a comforting thought. <laughs> um, all right, Doctor. Uh, as all good conversations tend to do, uh, it's went by way too fast, and we barely scratched the surface of what there's, is going on. But, uh, yeah. alas, our time is quickly running out. So before we go, please let everybody know where they can find your work. Feel free to share any websites you want to put out there. And if you're inviting people to follow you anywhere on social media, feel free to share your handles and what platforms you're on. Uh, and if not, feel free to just say you don't do that. <laughs> Either one's fine. <laughs> no, I have jerrywilber.com they can go to. But uh, I hate to give a plug for Amazon, but that's where the books are. If you're going to sell books today, you have to sell on Amazon. So they can find uh, Rise to the True Blue Revolution uh, rebellion on uh, on Amazon, and you can also get the uh, True Blue Revolution on there. And uh, Barnes and Noble supposedly has it also. So uh, my main point is I'm not trying to sell books. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I'm really not. I'm I'm retired, have a good retirement. I'm not trying to sell books, but I am trying to get the message out, and I want people to be aware because uh, I have grandchildren, children, grandchildren. I love this country, and uh, we need to start standing up, be aware, and care, and uh, get out there and do things especially uh, get involved in mentoring in the public schools. That's a great place to start. <laughs> so I appreciate the chance to talk about my books on, uh, and my concepts here with you. Thank you very much. I'm glad to have you on. Uh, they're great topics. And, again, when you look at when you wrote uh, the first one, and I think it's a really uh, cool concept to uh, apply – uh, taking the medication that keeps you from lying, and then you actually turn the guy blue so you know he yeah. did take it. And, and it's such a, a refreshing, creative uh, way to address it so that you got proof positive. But just the level of foresight that that came from it, it's almost as if there was something else at work. So uh, if you decide to write yet another sequel here, I definitely hope that uh, you'll give us a heads up with plenty of time because it feels like you've got your uh, finger on the pulse of what's coming next. I really would like to, to get to that preview. Uh, again, thank well, you so much okay. for being here. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> All right. I'm not exactly a fast writer, so I'm working on it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so very thank much, you. sir. Uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, that yeah. was Dr. Jerry Wilbert. And uh, it really is a fascinating book. And he's got uh, several other books as well uh, involved in mentoring and the like. But that background in his intensity and desire to want to just bring awareness to the fact that we're surrounded by psychopaths who who and that's a true clinical description of who these people are uh it's not an over-the-top oh i'm trying to insult this person and it's not even a 
one party versus the other party thing. They are out there and they're doing this stuff. There's no doubt about it. Anyway, it's just about time for us to take the mid-hour break. But before we do that, I need to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Uh, yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you, like me... Uh, I have yourself a firearm and then you picked out a holster because you thought it looked really cool and thought it would work really well with the uh, the handgun and then found out it's just so gosh darn uncomfortable that you just don't want to carry anymore. Well, that's no boido. <laughs> the whole idea here is you need to be able to carry, right? Got you covered. Vanish Holsters, they have thousands of customers that swear that they are the most comfortable holster out there. Plus, they're designed to save you money as well as be comfortable. Works with almost all automatic hand, uh, semi-automatic handguns. We're not inviting anyone to do anything illegal. It works with almost all semi-automatic handguns. Uh, it's designed to work without a tactical belt, and it's just so cool. Don't believe me? Go see for yourself. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Be sure to use the backslash T-A-P-P. That'll give you an automatic $40 discount on anything you decide to get. In the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money? Quick reminder, they keep wanting me to tell you they're probably going to have to raise prices before the end of the year, so do not hesitate. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go check it out for yourself right now. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your dollar's worth a little bit less. Do it now. This is Rachel Ellen Trade from American Center for Democracy author of the Soros Agenda. You are listening to Think That, Tapping the Truth. In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double. Don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. The Founding Fathers of the United States said goodbye to the British Empire over taxes they recognized as economic abuse. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. The amount of British taxes levied against the colonists were almost nothing compared to the Communist Manifesto taxes we put up with today. For example, the government says taxes land, taxes bed, tax the table at which he is fed, taxes tractor, taxes mule, teach taxes are the rule, taxes work, taxes pay, he works for pennies anyway, taxes cow, taxes goat, taxes pants, taxes coat, taxes ties, taxes shirt, taxes work, taxes dirt, taxes tobacco, taxes drink, taxes mind if he tries to think, taxes beers, if he cries, tax his tears. When he screams and hollers, then tax him some more. Tax him till he's good and sore. Then, when it's his time, tax his coffin. Tax his grave. Tax the sod in which he is laid. Put those words upon his tomb. Taxes drove me to my doom. Then, when he's gone, do not relax. It's time to apply for the inheritance tax. It's time, my friends, to demand economic liberty. I'm... Ron Edwards. Brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. 
these stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Introducing Einstock, Drink, Conquer, Repeat, Skull. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink Conquer. Repeat. Skull. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at MyPillow, Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control. 
is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn UN. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. I got to tell you, having a ball watching uh, Doug carry on in the control room, he really gets into the uh, music and uh, some of the commercials too. Uh, you'd probably have a lot of fun watching him dance around with his constitutional blend uh, coffee. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. And uh, it is time to welcome our next guest. He, of course, is an investigative journalist. He has written over 15 books. At multiple bestsellers on the New York Times list, by the way. Uh, he is also the author of The Real RFK Jr. Trials of a Truth Warrior, and that's a big reason why we have him on tonight, talking about his knowledge firsthand and, of course, a few questions we have gone going. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Dick Russell. Uh, Dick, first of all, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and uh, how the heck are you tonight? Hey, I'm really good, thank you. Good, good to be with you. All right. Well, it's great to have you on. I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your uh, weekend and uh, hanging out with us for a little bit. Uh, you know, I I saw the uh, the title of the uh, biography uh, for RFK Jr. Uh, in and amongst the listings over uh, at the uh, publisher, uh, who. You know, they go a long way over there uh, to try to make sure that voices that are being, well, I, I guess censored is a, a true word here. Uh, voices that are being censored at other publishing houses, uh, they go out, they actively seek those folks. And uh, as it turns out, uh, this particular uh, biography is one of those uh, those books that not a lot of folks wanted to be published, partially because I think they were afraid of what RFK Jr. represented uh, if anybody was to take him uh, seriously in the realm of politics. And a lot of that has to do with how authentic and how much of a servant uh, uh, to the people he is, how much he genuinely feels led to do that. Uh, so uh, it's one thing for me to say it. It's another thing for you, somebody who's known him for a long time. Uh, to, to tell us about that background. So I'd kind of like to start right there. Uh, please tell the listeners how it came about that uh, that the real RFK Jr. Trials of a Truth Warrior ended up uh, being written in the first place. Yeah, well, I started writing it uh, a little over a year ago, and I, I've known uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. for many, many years. We started off as colleagues, really, and in fighting the same environmental fights uh, back in, I met him first in 1998. Uh, we were both involved in a campaign to protect the gray whale sanctuary in, 
in uh, Baja, California, Mexico, from Mitsubishi and the Mexican government uh, moving in there with a big industrial salt works and their birthing habitat. And we were both summer fishermen, so uh, we both were involved in a fight to save the Atlantic striped bass. Uh, he on the Hudson River and, and myself along the other parts of the East Coast. And so we became friends in the environmental realm, fighting for the parts of nature that, that we love the most. And and then, you know, in the summer of uh, summer before last, I mean, I was just outraged at, at how he was being uh, ostracized and, and, and condemned by the big media, especially, and put down as, a, as an anti-vaxxer, which he's really not. I mean, he's come out and said, I'm, I'm, I want safe vaccines that are adequately tested in clinical trials against a placebo. Um, he's being labeled a conspiracy theorist for saying the things that I believe are true, uh, and a lot of Americans do, that his, uh, his uncle and his, and his father were both assassinated uh, by domestic conspiracies involving rogue elements of the CIA. And uh, and then he's labeled crazy, you know, for coming up with these things. And and I thought, you know, there's there, there's got to be. I talked to Tony Lyons has been my publisher at Skyhorse for a long time, and and I and we we talked about the the possibility that somebody should write a a really solid biography that that outlines who this guy is, what he's accomplished over all these years as an environmental lawyer, and and what he's been through in order to get there, because he had a tough road to to fight and. And has, has certainly came come out of it as, as a real American hero, I think. Well, I think that's a fair assessment. There's a reason why he's winning over a lot of conservatives. I, I have to tell you that there are some people that are, are show regulars here that, that come on as guests quite frequently that I would have never imagined uh, would even consider uh, helping work on a campaign uh, like uh, like Bobby's uh, campaign, and yet uh, I've run into I guess at this point about six different folks that are just diehard conservative, but they they're having a really hard time with where the GOP is right now, and they see RFK Jr. as being a legitimate secondary voice at the very least, somebody that could bring a little sanity. Uh, back to the office of the presidency, and heaven knows we could use some sanity and somebody that's capable of putting a couple of sentences together without saying something that sounds like gibberish. Uh, he's definitely got that covered. Uh, yeah, but uh, he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he's you know the thing is that he has always, for many many years, worked. Uh, across the aisle, so to speak. I mean, he's never been a, po a politician per se, but uh, in all the environmental fights that he's had, and many of them, he's worked very closely with. You know, he didn't care. I mean, with, with Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, you know, people who just wanted to get the job done to clean up uh, whatever the problem was. And this was true uh, in forging the watershed agreement in New York State. You know, where he worked with upstate farmers who, who had assumed he was just. Uh, uh, you know this this white liberal who was who was not going to really do much on their behalf, and he ended up fighting for them to get money from New York City to protect their their watershed area. Um, so, you know he, he's he's been doing this for a long time, and the thing about him is that I think that appeals to uh, to people on all sides of of the spectrum is that uh, he's telling the truth about things as he sees them, and he's he's not 
your standard Democrat who is, you know, supporting President Biden and, and a lot of the things he does. He's not he's he's coming out and saying we've got to have peace over there in Ukraine and uh, and, and we've got to be able to talk to people like Putin, even if we don't like him. And uh, the same with uh, China. Um, you know, we've got to have dialogue. And uh, and he's just you know, I, I talked to him about this before he. I didn't write the book as a campaign endorsement, because but but suddenly he was deciding to do this because he didn't see anybody else who could, you know, try to bring the country together in way in a way that they were so divided and, and and nobody talks to each other anymore. And he grew up around the family dinner table learning something else, you know, which was hey, let's debate these things, let's talk, let's find common ground wherever we can. And I think he's a unity candidate. Yeah. Which I think, unfortunately, in our modern political system, puts a bullseye uh, firmly on his back. And that kind of brings me to a question that I'm still trying to figure out at this point. Uh, we we just had a, an incident at one of his events just, uh, just not that long ago where someone had a weapon on them. And the general feeling is, and this is a story that's kind of been quietly reported, they haven't made much, unless you're listening to conservative media, you might not even have known it's happened, but it really looks like uh, the intention was to to try to assassinate him. Uh, So at this point, what is the excuse for not giving uh, RFK Jr. Uh, Secret Service protection? Uh, typically, candidates at this stage in the game are eligible for it. Uh, at this point, it's clear that he needs some level of protection that should be afforded him, but he's being turned down by order of Joe Biden. Is this a uh, just a complete dismissal of his campaign, or is there something else at play here? Well, they'd like to just dismiss his campaign because they're terrified of it. Because unlike most politicians today, he's, he's telling the truth as he sees it, and that truth is what a lot of people want to hear. So, you know, his favorability rating is very high, higher than either Biden or Trump, actually, in, in a recent poll. Um, and that in, in 25% of the Democratic voters at this point say they would vote for him. So, yeah, I mean, there's no excuse for this. And I mean, no excuse for not giving him Secret Service protection, even though there may be technicalities that say, oh, he hasn't met certain qualifications yet. But but consider his family history. Consider that this guy who showed up at his rally, uh, a, a Hispanic uh, festival uh, about two weeks ago right now today, um, had, he, had, he was armed. You know, he, they, they, luckily, I mean, he had a U.S. Marshal's vest on. Uh, he had two uh, guns in in their shoulder holsters on the inside of his jacket. And luckily, uh, his security did get suspicious of this guy who said he was there because he was going to he was looking for a job and he had to see Robert Kennedy right away. Well, you know, they stopped him and he was arrested and let go then, you know, after his bond, I think, was set at 30 grand and then then he got out. But but uh, yeah, it should have been a sign that um, come on, you know, I mean, even if you don't like this guy. You got to at least have enough respect for him to, to give him proper protection. Yeah, I mean, I think that is probably the most telling aspect here. Uh, you hit it right on the head. Uh, respect. We're missing a lot of respect these days. I, I can, and I guess maybe at this point I'm starting to date myself a bit when I say stuff like this. And I don't think of myself being that old. But I can remember a time where the the general premise was we don't have to like what the other guy's saying, but we should 
hear them out. That's part of the American yeah. uh, bargain. You know, we, we hear what they've got to say. We compete in the uh, arena of ideas, and we let the marketplace decide which ideas work best. And it just seems like now if you go against the grain, if you're pushing against the establishment, and unfortunately I don't think you can tell much of a difference between the establishment from one party to the other anymore, uh, but if you push right. against the establishment, you're ostracized, you're an outsider, and then you must by definition be a loon or a conspiracy theorist or a tinfoil hat wearing uh, lunatic, which, you know, I'm good with all that. I've got several tinfoil hats of my own, so I don't <laughs> mind somebody that has a few interesting ones. But uh, do you see a, a real opportunity uh, at this point for, uh, you know, a return to civility enough that they might recognize this is a legitimate primary challenger and could potentially – unless we see shenanigans at the convention, have a realistic chance of getting the nomination. It seems like uh, it seems like Bobby is more than popular enough among Democratic voters who are looking for an alternative besides Biden. So does, does Bobby even get a fair shot here, or do we see the same kind of shenanigans we saw when Hillary got the nomination where they came up with the superdelegates and, and all other type of silliness to, to just to keep Bernie Sanders from getting it? Uh, does Bobby face the same kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, even worse, I think. I mean, you know, the, first of all, the marginalization by the by the media, accusing him of all these things and making him out to be some kind of kook, which he's one of the smartest guys out there. Uh, and and then, you know, the fact that they're making their, they've switched around the order of the primaries so that, you know, his campaigning in New Hampshire and they're saying then uh, Biden's not going to run there. So then his votes aren't going to count. I mean, they're, they're making up all kinds of crap, frankly, to uh, to, you know, try to keep him on the sidelines. And it's forcing him into a very, very difficult position. Which means, you know, he feels like he's he's always been a Democrat. Uh, his his father and his uncle were were great Democratic leaders. He wants to ret return the party if he could, to at least try to go back to the values that that they embodied. And you know, when they used to talk to people like Barry Goldwater, who was the arch conservative on the other side, so. But I don't think they're going to allow it, and and, uh, and I'm afraid neither does he. I had a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago about it at his house, and and uh, he was afraid that he might be forced into, uh, because of the rule changes that they're making, into running uh, as an independent. And uh, so what that's going to mean, I don't know. I mean, the Democrats themselves should think about it. Uh, both parties should, um, because it could uh, – I, I would think that if he does do that, and I'm not coming out and saying he should – but if he does do that, I think we're going to see more of a possibility of an independent candidate if they can get on the ballot in all the 50 states, um, having a shot at getting elected than we've probably ever seen, maybe since Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah I, I have no doubt that he could muster, especially with the type of ground game that he seems to have right now, uh, a serious challenge. Uh, and I don't even see this as being a major advantage to one party or the other if he does end up just pulling away enough votes from, you know, and typically you'd say, well, this would really hurt the Democrats if he does run independent uh, because he sees himself as a Democrat. But like I said, there's this phenomenon where there's a lot of conservatives that are over the weak spine of the establishment and also over uh, the 
antics in the overwrought drama of Donald Trump uh, where they're mm-hmm. just like, okay, what are we going to do? What's our alternative? It's like, hey, at least this guy talks to everybody. He seems reasonable if you take the time to listen to him. And ultimately, that's the big uh, the thing that's got to be done. you got to get over it. And like you said, you didn't write the uh, biography to be a campaign tool. But in all honesty, it seems to tell a story that uh, if you take the time to get to know him and you read the information that's laid out there, it really works well as a campaign tool. Uh, it really makes a good case of what would make uh, Bobby Kennedy a really great uh, option to be in the White House. And uh, I say that begrudgingly because uh, obviously I'm a conservative and I, I don't necessarily find myself enthralled with all of the uh, leftist leaning ideologies, but at the same time, uh, incrementalism has been damaging the country in a long way, and if we can move a little ways back towards sanity, I'll take that over the cliff we seem to be careening towards right now. Uh, I really, really appreciate your time tonight, uh, sir. So uh, before we wrap things up, I want to give you an opportunity to let everybody know where they can find all of your work and uh, feel free to share any websites you'd like to. And if you're inviting anybody to follow you on social media, feel free to throw out any handles and what platforms you're operating on. Thank you. Well, I'm kind of I'm an old guy, and I'm not really up on social media as much as I should be. But certainly the book, The Real RFK Jr., and all of my other books, um, I've written about the Kennedy assassination and the genius of African Americans. I've written about psychology and natural history and you know, all my books are, are available uh, through Amazon, and you can just punch in my name, I guess. And and uh, I have a website, which is Dick Russell with two S's, two L's, dot org. Uh, people could check that out too if they want to. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate your your having me on. You know, I found I've done a lot of interviews about the book with with more conservative um, commentators, and and uh, boy, I find a really <laughs> I've always considered myself a, a liberal Democrat myself, but. Uh, but I'm finding a, a lot in common with, and a lot of enjoyment of talking to uh, folks that I used to consider, wow, I, I don't know if I could have a conversation with them. So uh, I really appreciate, you know, you and, and a lot of other people with open eyes, open minds about who RFK Jr. is, because I've known the guy for a long time. And he's really uh, somebody I think would help lead this country back to uh, to the direction we need to be, be going in. Yeah. Well, excuse me. I think one of the things that uh, one of the reasons you're having that success with conservatives these days and finding that common ground is it feels like uh, folks that have claimed the mantle of liberal really aren't liberal these days. So you as a classical liberal, you are somebody that believes in free speech and engagement. So that's kind of something that the Democratic Party has essentially been taken over by the so-called progressives, and these folks are not—they're not liberal, even though they want to be thought of as that. If you really—if you have to put labels on it, you're going to find a lot more in common with folks that uh, that love the country and want the American people to really enjoy the blessings that come from the liberty that our forefathers spoke for. So I'm not surprised you're—you're you're getting way more. Uh, connection with uh, the true conservatives because uh, not 
not the folks that are playing party politics, but the folks that just believe and love the country. So uh, I, I'm glad to hear that, though. I, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, again, Godspeed to you. I hope we get a chance to talk again soon. And, uh, you know, I just thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Dick Russell. And again, the book is The Real RFK Jr. Trials of a Truth Warrior. And, you know, if you've been listening to the show, you've heard several other of our guests mention this particular book. And uh, really, really, it's it's a good read and it's worthwhile. I highly suggest that uh, you check it out. And uh, if you are listening to the podcast or if you're listening live but want to look it up in the podcast later in case you didn't uh, pick it up, there will be a link in the show description, of course. Now, before we shut down for the hour and reset, I do have to sneak in a little bit of conversation about our friends over at Four Patriots. Yeah, I hadn't talked about them yet, and why would I not? Because they're awesome, right? <laughs> if you see the potential cliff that we are careening towards, that that, and I, I don't even know if it's proverbial anymore, but you're concerned about what happens if we get a little too close, maybe even go right over – you need to be prepared. Right now, it really looks like everything that the Biden administration has designed specifically to destroy the community of the American people, that's designed to destroy the economy of the American engine. Uh, so much of this, it, it almost has to be on purpose the way it looks. So what are you going to do? You need to be prepared. Uh, survival emergency food kits. These emergency survival food kits are awesome. They taste great. Uh, I'm still having trouble building up a supply because I can't keep the women in the house out of them <laughs> because of how easy they are to do. And, it's, and they taste great. So uh, if you set a backup emergency electrical power, uh, water purification, whatever you think you might need to help get you through then by all means, check them out. Hey, that's all I've ever asked. Don't take my word for it. Go see for yourself. You do that by visiting 4 and once you're there, you decide to start putting things in your shopping cart. When you go to check out, make sure you use promo code TAP. That's T-A-P-P. -P. Save yourself 10%. After all, in the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money? That's the number four. Don't type out the word. Just hit the number four patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, and save yourself a little money as you save yourself a lot of trouble. Because if you wait till it's too late, then it really will be too late. Be prepared. Four Patriots, let's reset the hour. This is Tim Tapp, host of Tap Into The Truth. Don't take my definite, don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain. This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Network.
Hello, I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Ron Edwards American Experience, and you're tapping into the truth with Tim Tapp. Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome as we slide headlong into hour number two uh, here on Tap Into the Truth. It's Friday night. We're live. We're having a blast. Want to give a shout out to Arizona Antihero, aka As for short, uh, right here hanging out in the uh, chat room. Uh, you too can join us. Uh, what we do is we actually utilize the MeWe discussion port for uh, for the last frequency. So all you have to do is go sign up for the last frequency uh, chat group. Over at MeWe. If you're not on the platform, check it out. I think you'll like it. Uh, it's certainly a better alternative than the Facebook or even the Twitter, despite the best efforts of Elon <clears throat> to do something. Uh, we are scheduled to be joined by Ron Edwards here in just a little bit, and hopefully sooner rather than later. Before we do that, though, I definitely have to mention to you once again about our friends over at Native Path. Uh, again, we have like tonight, and then the next show will be officially the last part of the campaign. Now, if you guys go and order a whole bunch of uh, Antarctic krill oil, they may decide to renew. So if three episodes from now, three broadcasts from now, I'm still talking about them, it's not that I lied to you guys. It's just that you went out and changed their mind. And, you know, that's you got that power. I'm not asking you to do that. I am asking you to check out the Antarctic krill oil available over there at Native Path because of how well it's worked for me. Uh, it's just phenomenal what it's done for my ankles. When I was young, played a lot of basketball, played a lot of different sports on and off, but played organized basketball. But I'm a short guy. And so in order for me to jump high enough and, and get involved, I put a pounding on my knees and ankles more so than I probably should. And then after I stopped playing, I started carrying some extra weight, which is also bad on those ankles and uh, knees. It's bad for all your joints. It's really, really wild. Okay, uh, the, you you won't you don't feel it then, but you feel it later. And since I've been using the Antarctic krill oil. It has made such a difference in a way that other stuff just hadn't. It's designed to help work on inflammation, and it's done exactly that. So here's the deal. If you visit FixSwollenFeet.com, you'll get a special offer available to listeners of Tap Into the Truth, and you'll have an opportunity to see for yourself whether or not it will work for you as well as it does for me, or if not. So worst case scenario, you try it at a relatively reasonable price, and it doesn't do much. And so you move on and find something else. But best case scenario, it maybe works better for you than it is for me. Maybe it helps with your blood pressure too. Maybe it helps lift the brain fog because it really does work for your circulation as well. So there's a lot of upside, not a whole lot of downside. So just go visit Fix Swollen Feet. And check it out for yourself. That's all I've ever asked. Now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. A great American patriot, a man who is known as the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook. He is the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. And despite all those things, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the most important thing to me is he's my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back again, Mr. Ron Edwards. Ron, 
as always, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us on a Friday night. How are you doing today, my friend? Super, and thanks for the invite. Glad to be here with you guys. All right. Now, obviously, there's a whole lot of things going on, a lot of topics that we could play with. But I wanted to start with a story that I think is only circulating amongst some of the conservative outlets, and it's just not getting much traction despite the best efforts of just about everybody on the conservative side of things trying to make this story part of the American consciousness. We have a family that migrated here from Germany. They did it the right way. They were trying to get away from religious persecution. They wanted to homeschool their children. They faced legal battles. They faced criminality. Uh, they faced all kinds of civil issues, and they came here. They have been here for over 15 years now, and as part of the deal, they they lived by the letter of the law. They showed up at every uh, hearing every meeting, every office visit. They jumped through every hoop. They got themselves gainfully employed from the very beginning. Uh, they have grandchildren who have been born here now. They've had other children as they expanded their family that have been born here now. Uh, it's all this amazing – it sounds like a success story until now you hear they've been told by ICE, start getting their stuff together. They're going to be deported, all of them, including the ones that have been born here that technically, according to the left, have birthright citizenship. Uh, the grandchildren are, are going to be sent back. Uh, they're going to face the same type of persecution once they get back in Germany that they did before, only to a greater extent. When we have our borders wide open and we're pretending like every guy stepping across from Venezuela – is in fact persecuted and we're going to offer them sanctuary ron i i don't know how you feel about this but i'm so enraged by it that i have a hard time keeping my cool i'm trying I, and you can probably tell <laughs> since you've talked to me enough by now that i i'm desperately trying to tamp down my emotions on this because otherwise I would start yelling into the microphone and none of you all deserve that ire and the people that do aren't listening but uh, have you been following this story any at all? Yes I have from the beginning and like you I'm enraged It's um, and I'm enraged because there's nothing I can do about it. I wish I had the authority to uh, to block this, this effort to kick them out. But I knew from the beginning, and they're not the first, they're just one of the families that um, were able to get the word out on their situation, but others uh, that have been booted out or in the process of being booted out just like them, they're good and decent people. And see, these are the kind of people that they don't want in this country anymore. How can you destroy a country if you got good people like that here and breeding and raising their children up in the right way to love God, to love country, work, do the right thing. Oh, no. They want losers. They want criminals. They want terrorists. They want rapists. They want everything bad to come into this country and wreak havoc upon we the people. And we have to pay for their existence in this country. Those people are paying their own way. They've done nothing wrong. You 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 described it perfectly. Yeah, it, it, this one is this is one of those stories that uh, really gets under my skin or in my craw, as the old folks used to say. 
And uh, I, gosh, I, I hope to meet them before they they leave. And maybe if they can dangle around long enough and maybe when Trump gets back in office that this madness will stop um, if he is allowed to get back in office. Um, this is this is talking now. This is an example of of unfairness. You know how the, the left they always talk about unfair. This is discriminatory. It's bigoted. Well, it's all those three things, and it is guess who the left doing this? They don't like good people. I, I'm telling you, Tim. That's why. Why do you think even decent people in this country, if you stand up for yourself, protect yourself in New York City? You'll be the one that's going to jail or they'll try to throw you in jail. It, 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 this is just what has happened to this country. This this government has has it, it doesn't pretend to be good anymore like she used to. She is just totally evil. And this is what we have to figure out a way to, to stop it or it will run us over as it has done historically. Not in this government, but as governments like this going through these these changes have done throughout the world. This happened in Venezuela. Venezuela used to be, at one time, for a short period, as one of the ten fastest-growing economies in the world. And life was good. I remember as a little boy, people used to go there for vacation. Caracas! And, my gosh, my gosh. It's, it's Tim, I, I just keep rambling because I, I, I'm ticked. You, you picked a good one. You wanted, if you wanted to piss me off, you just did. <laughs> well, I, I have a feeling that uh, it was not me that did it, but bringing up the topic just yes. reignites the feelings. Yeah, it, it is so infuriating, though, because it, it is exactly what you said. It is a clear-cut case of, well, this isn't the kind of people we want coming in the country. They're they're God-fearing, and, and they're... Uh, able and willing to to work and earn their way they're they want to be productive members of society and all they really want is the freedom to worship the way they uh, chose to and to school their children the way they wanted to therefore they did homeschooling which is not legal in germany and the level of basically criminalization that uh, these people faced because they were determined to provide a better life for their children. And literally every falsehood the left spouts about why all these people are crossing our southern border illegally. They just want a better life, Ron. They're just trying to make sure that their family has a chance uh, at that American dream. These people legitimately did that. And again, I would invite the lefties that keep saying that to take a look at who's actually crossing the border, all a bunch of military-aged men who seem to be dressed pretty well and wearing pretty expensive tennis shoes. I, I mean, their outfits and their cell phones are stuff that I can't afford. I, I, I would love – and plus they're still getting free cell phones from uh, the Biden administration. Uh, that's killing me too, but it is just – on display, out in the open for anybody to see exactly what you said. You you hit it on the head as usual. Uh, it's just these aren't the people they want in this country because they don't help bring it down. They don't help destroy the constitutionally federated republic that was built here. They need people that are going to come in and tear it down and make American citizens unsafe. And it's just so infuriating. And I guess we better change the topic before I, I do lose my cool and uh, 
really start yelling and stuff because that doesn't make for a great radio. Uh, uh, it, right. The next topic I don't think makes me feel much better, though. Um, we're looming now. Tomorrow being Saturday, uh, the 30th, the last day to work out a deal before the much-feared government shutdown. Uh, how do you see this playing out? Right? Because, I mean, it, it's it's a shame, number one, that Republicans and the GOP are afraid of a shutdown. They just need to get out and get the messaging correct, which, again, is something they've never been particularly good at. But hmm. – it's been an effective tool in the past. Newt Gingrich was the master of dragging Bill Clinton to the table and forcing him to negotiate on things that he didn't want to using government shutdowns. And yet now, since Newt has not been Speaker of the House, all of a sudden it's government shutdown, Republicans bad. And they just go along with that narrative, and they're afraid of it. Are we going to see another we're afraid of it, or is the Freedom Caucus folks going to blow up any effort to prevent it, and we're actually going to have a government shutdown? What do you think? What do you foresee? Well, we need a government diet shutdown. Uh, the, the Republicans should not be afraid of it. They're going to get uh, misrepresented. Well, the conservative Republicans are going to get uh, misrepresented in the media anyway, so they might as well do the right thing. And here's the thing, as far as you mentioned messaging, they've been correct. Well, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ms. Bolbert, oh, and Matt Gates, he's been, been a real trooper, um, on the issue for many months. And see, Kevin McCarthy is a no-good Nick. Um, he's a liar, and a, he's a two-faced liar. He, he, he truly speaks with forked tongue. He goes to the... I don't know why they call liberal Republicans moderates, because they act the same as Democrats, so you might as well call them leftists. Uh, they're doing the same thing. He goes to them and promises them one angle. Then he promises this, this, the conservative group another thing. Oh, we're going to take care of it. This is back in June. Uh, and, 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 and Gates and Green and the others are going, oh, we need to do this now and not wait until – September and then it, it's going to come and we get the blame for it. Well, McCarthy doesn't care because McCarthy's goal, just like Mitch McConnell, Mr. Deputy Droopalong, or is he now the uh, is he just Mr. Standalong as he freezes, freeze frame, freeze, freeze frame uh, McConnell. Um, you have these these this, these dunderheads. And I'm talking about the Republicans like McCarthy and, and, and some of the others. In fact, it's about 18 of them that vote with the Democrats. Uh, they, the, the, the conservatives come up with a good bill, a good, good solution, and they really did. Um, they were explaining some of it um, this morning and yesterday on, it was on Newsmax. I forget the show, but they were explaining it, Matt Gates and, 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 and some others. And I'm like, that that's how I would think on on on, on such matters. You don't need uh, billions of dollars included with a funding bill for this country. You don't need billions more to go tied into it to go to Ukraine. You don't need wasteful money to be going to other nations like um, ninety million dollars. What is it ninety? 
Let me pull it up so I don't so I'm not inaccurate. But this. Oh, yeah. Not Biden State Department. And this is something else that they fussed about today. Wasting our tax dollars, ninety thousand dollars to a group supporting Palestinian terrorists. And there's a lot of other stuff like that it mixed in there that Kevin McCarthy allowed in there and tried to cover it up from the, uh, the, the conservatives. And so for once, the conservatives are they're they're holding fast and they're saying, you know what, if it has to happen, it has to happen. Unfortunately, unlike the time when Newt Gingrich, when even though the, the media was liberally biased then, some of them still just reported what happened. And that's why they were able to uh, get Billy to uh, come along with Newt Gingrich. And we were blessed. It was a blessed time. Um, so, Tim, it's, it, it's frustrating when you see these government officials and they know what's going on. They know what they're doing. And the record spending. Do you know if this thing is not settled in the right way? Um, and they get their way. I'm talking about uh, McCarthy and, and, and that crowd and the Democrats. Do you know that next year we will face before my birthday, June 21st, one point three trillion dollars of debt. And that will only be a partial payment on the interest, partial payment on the interest of the vast amount of spending that has been going on and will and and the and, and going on at the same clip or even more so if McCarthy the liar McCarthy and the rest have their have their way this is almost economic life or death right now it may be economic life or death because no nation talk about boldly going when no man has gone before no nation has boldly gone where the the United States is going in, in financial doom right now. No, no nation has ever gone this far in debt, ever. And yeah, it's all it's part of their. It's, it's a literal cliff, Tim. Yeah, it's all part of their push to try and cram modern monetary theory down our throat. They have to completely destroy the economy, and uh, it makes me think of the statement that uh, Matt Getz made talking about Bob Menendez about isn't it a shame how the Democrats have destroyed our economy to the point that it's no longer sufficient to use U.S. dollars to bribe a U.S. senator? <laughs> you you got to throw Ooh. in the car and the gold bricks <laughs> if you want to have a chance to bribe them. Uh, and it's funny uh, when you say it like that, but then you stop and think about it and realize how accurate that is, and it becomes pretty sad pretty quickly. Uh, and you're right. It, it is just an effort to finish off our economy and, and prevent any of the American people to be able to be self-sufficient. That's part of how you push statism on everyone. You don't have an option but to be dependent on them for uh, how you get by. Uh, that's why you're going to see government-run grocery stores right now just in democratic cities, but they want to expand that model if they can find an excuse to make it work. And, and it's all ridiculous, but refocusing back on what we're doing, I know what I need from all the senators, I don't care what party they're in, I need them, uh, both senators and the representatives over in the House, they need to start doing their jobs again. They literally beg for the job. They 
literally beg people for money so they can afford to go beg some more for the job. And I can't remember the last time they actually did it. They haven't passed a budget in how long? Continuing resolution after continuing resolution and then omnibus package after omnibus package. We're never going to get control over this debt cycle that they're swirling us in, which has led to this uh, inflationary death spiral that we're also in now. Thank you, uh, Joe. I almost said something else uh, absolutely <laughs> accurate but inappropriate for radio. <laughs> it's uh, – it's just insane, and I know what I want, but if Ron Edwards was Speaker of the House right now and you were going to force the Biden administration to the table to negotiate using the power of the purse strings, what do you have to have? What do you see as being absolutely necessary to get the fiscal house back in order, or are you more concerned with I need concessions on getting the southern border closed or – is there any reason why we can't be going for both? And is there anything in those top two or three items that you wanted that you would be willing to negotiate down to try to work on further to get something passed? Basically, I guess I'm asking, what's your top three, and would you accept two out of three to get the ball started? Well, number one, you'd have to have uh, testicular fortitude or intestinal I'm sorry. Intestinal fortitude. Um, second of all, immediately I would fight to push the spending levels back to 2021. The reason why I would do that, because if you freeze spending and at the same time, I would push for um, any financial regulations that we in Congress could either make disappear so that the uh, the economy would have the ability to resuscitate from its current state of almost in a coma. Um, And and then going from there, the only thing that I would negotiate on is how much I would tell to the American public if you do not go along with us so that we can cut this deficit, so we can – uh, pull America back from the financial uh, devastating destruction that, that you're pushing her to. Because um, I'm sorry, we, we I would not allow one more dime to go to Ukraine. The border would be a part of the budget. I would say, you know what, some of the billions, the, about uh, eight of the billion you wanted to give to uh, to Ukraine, we're going to take eight of that. And build the wall. Number two, uh, I'm sorry, number three, after that, there's nothing else. You you have to cut the spending. You have to freeze spending at a certain level. You have to go back a year or two to freeze it so that it will have a chance to recover. And something else that I would put in there, into the mix... And I know that I could not get it get her done now, but we have to start talking about in serious discussions returning to a gold or silver standard. We have to. The rest of the world is waking up, even communist nations. Um, Putin, his, his nation is already uh, on the gold standard. Many nations in Africa are going gold. 
And another here's a sneaky another sneaky reason, Tim, why they're going why they're going gold. Um, there is speculation around the world that uh, the United States she has been so aggravating to so many around the world. And unlike China, who will cut your neck off if you defy China, we've been see when you do evil like this government has been doing under Biden, but you don't show backup. China and Russia could attack this country with help from other friends from around the world. We have been put in such a jack-in-the-box situation here in this country right now. We are the our friend. We have friends in Africa, Tim. They're looking at the same issues that we, you and I, are talking about. And you know what? One friend told. Uh, well, this one specific one told my wife, and she told me, she says, "My gosh, we used to look up to you." The only thing greater than you in our eyes was God. But among nations, you were it. Warts and all, you all were it. But now you are a menace. And mind you, this is a lady that was here visiting us in this country. Just uh, it was during the, the uh, Trump years yeah. when all was good. And you, you, the, the issue that you talked about a few minutes ago with the German family. This African, they're facing a similar situation. Her son has done so well that he's earned a full-ride scholarship at a university here in the United States. Full-ride, everything paid, right? He's a whiz in computers and AI and all that. And he wants to get his degree so that he can come back and work with his parents because they're establishing a computer school there in Africa. But no, the Biden administration is saying, no, no, no visa for you. Mm. See, these these, these are the kind of issues. And see, you wonder why I'm bringing something like that up back up with the economic question you asked me. Well, to me, it's very easy, Tim. Those are the kind of people you want, whether they're visiting for a few years or they're going to be permanent residents like the Germans wanted to be. They are contributors to your economic well-being through their hard work, their hard work ethic, and through their principled lifestyle. When you have people like that who desire to be here and they're principled, that too, maybe you don't see it, but I know that indirectly that is also a blessing to your economy because they're doing the right thing and they're working towards the right goals. And if your government is not welcoming those people, that is as costly as bad economic policies in Congress and bad economic uh, executive orders out of the White House. Yeah. Yeah, you're spot on, sir. Uh going to have to take our mid-hour break here in just a moment. So, Ron, uh, please stay with us. We'll continue the conversation on the other side. And before we take the mid-hour break, I need to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Uh, if you are concerned at all about uh, protecting your Second Amendment right to carry, uh, means the first thing that you have to do is have a good holster. Uh, Vanish, they've got you covered there. If you're worried about the current situation with the economy as obviously we're talking about and it's a pretty big deal guys they're trying to to tear everything apart well again vanish holsters there to help because the the whole design of what they have 
is designed to save you money. That was part of what they had in mind. They want you to carry, so they needed to be comfortable. According to thousands of their customers, most comfortable holster, period. How does it save you money? Well, it's designed to work with almost all semi-automatic handguns and a fair number of uh, non-semi-automatics. It's also designed to work without a tactical belt, which is one of those hidden expenses that you might not be thinking about when you pick out a holster. Beyond that, you can carry two magazines as well as the firearm it is a fantastic deal but like a lot of other small companies that are out there trying to make it they've been trying to hold back those price increases bidenomics is catching up with them they're not going to be able to hold it back much longer there will be price increases before the end of the year that's what they're telling me so i'm going to encourage you that if you've been putting it off if you've been thinking about uh, doing it go visit them sooner rather than later go while you still have some buying power left of those american dollars you have in your pocket visit them at www.vnsh.com backslash tapp again the backslash tapp very important because it activates automatically an additional $40 discount on whatever you decide to get. And uh, if you go there and decide not to get anything, that's fine. I'm just asking you to check it out. But if you're interested at all, I think you'll have a hard time not placing an order. Check it out, www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. We'll be back after this brief break. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. Sovereign Americans across our beleaguered republic are fed up with having to suffer because of the awful decisions of elected officials. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. John Caldera, a Denver-based radio host and president of the Independence Institute of Denver, has grown weary of the piles of human excrement he must avoid every day he goes to run his business. Recently, he scooped up a box load of human excrement and dumped it on the city hall steps of Denver. A video captured the funky stunt and it quickly went viral. When Mr. Caldera was asked why on earth he dumped the stinky stuff on the Denver city hall steps, he clearly stated that both Denver city and county officials turned a blind eye to the homeless problem in Denver. I must say that I have personally witnessed the Denver homeless problem, which has been greatly multiplied due to the overwhelming number of government-invited illegal border crossers literally destroying great cities with federal, state, and local government permission. Kudos to John Caldera for taking appropriate action. Maybe taxpayers should place tax dollars in escrow until government cleans up their hot mess. I'm Ron Edwards. Follow me at The Edwards Notebook One on Truth Social to find out where to join me live weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. The second goal is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. 
with an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ERH year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. Under just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at my pillow you're listening to tap into the truth this is matt fitzgibbons this is amy hallam this is az Yes, indeed. We are sharing Friday night together, and thank you so much for being part of it. We've got Amy hanging out in the chat room. AZ was in there earlier. Uh, We've got Ron Edwards on the line with us. At this point, it's a pretty daggum uh, awesome Friday night party, if you ask me. Glad to have you all along, and Doug hanging out in the control room. keeping. I agree. 
<laughs> keeping all the right buttons pushed and occasionally maybe a wrong one but uh, what the heck it's Friday night right before we get back to the conversation I do need to remind you about our friends over at Four Patriots why because if anybody's going to help you through the remainder of the Biden administration's time it's going to be Four Patriots why because they've got everything you might need when things go sideways uh, we have a natural disaster, a hurricane, a tornado, uh, just a really bad late-season storm. Knock the power off, not for one day, but for multiple days. But you need insulin. You need a CPAP machine, some other medical device that runs on electricity. Maybe you didn't have a, a full-blown generator set up and ready to go. Four Patriots, they can help you out. And they can help you out with something that doesn't require gasoline and can be used, uh, can use, I should say, the power of the sun to keep you going. Uh, grocery stores, out of food, no way to get to the grocery store, extended period of time. What do you do there? Oh, well, uh, emergency survival food kits. Uh, food that actually tastes good. Don't just survive. Thrive with taste that you have to try to believe. Uh, Four Patriots has got you covered. Water filtration, basically anything else you might need to. Just go check them out, though. That's all I've ever asked from the beginning. Don't take my word <clears throat> for any of it. Go see for yourself. You do that by visiting fourpatriots.com. Once you start putting things in that uh, basket, though, Make sure you don't forget to use promo code TAP. That's T-A-P-P at checkout. Save yourself 10%. In the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money? And who can afford not to be prepared? Four. It's the number four. Don't type out the word. The number four. Patriots.com. Use promo code TAP at checkout. That's T-A-P-P. Now let's get back to the action while Doug's dancing around with his four Patriots uh, solar-powered lamp. I'm liking it. It's pretty cool. You guys should be able to, to see some of the things Doug does during the show. Anyway, uh, he's keeping uh, me entertained at any rate. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to the conversation, though, as I've babbled long enough. Uh, we have Ron Edwards with us. And before we jump into another topic, Ron, uh, let's make sure everybody knows where they can find your work. Easily. All they have to do is at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific, every single day. All they have to do is tune in to K-Star Talk Radio. Also, you'll find the show on TalkStream Live and many other networks as well. And on the weekends, uh, the show is brought rebroadcast on the Nevada Talk Radio Network. And, of course, you can hear my commentary, The Edwards Notebook, on over 215 radio stations via um, America Matters Media. And they are based in Reno, Nevada. And check it out at 1230 p.m. Pacific time um, on that particular network. And uh, we're growing, Tim. We've got some new things in the fire, but uh, we'll pull that close to the best for now. All right. Don't forget to throw out your website and uh, share all well, the, those uh, the, social media well, the website, platforms. The website is in a rebuilding stage, so right now that's uh, – but you can find me on Truth Social on Facebook, uh, Ron Edwards page and Friends of the Edwards Notebook page. On Instagram, it's Ron underscore Edwards, and you can follow me on Getter at Ron, letter E, American Experience, and on Truth Social, at The Edwards Notebook, numeral one. 
All right. Now that should have just about everybody covered if they want to follow and keep up to date with you. Uh, and, you know, that's a hard thing to do because you are so far into this fight. Uh, and that's part of what I've always admired about your, your level of commitment. And uh, you're you're not a part-time, quasi-convenient guy. You're not a squishy, yeah, I claim to be conservative, but I'm really Mitch McConnell. You oh. are exactly as advertised. Oh, my goodness. Mitch McConnell. I, I couldn't live with myself. I, if, if I had that kind of a mentality, I think I would just walk off a cliff out of shame. And you, when you when you. Well, oh, Jesus, let's move on. <laughs> yes, sir, we will. Uh, speaking of moving on, uh, maybe not that far off from the, the topic of Mitch McConnell. Um, we had our second uh, GOP presidential debate, uh, if you want to call it that. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything that was more embarrassing for the GOP. Uh, I, I'm hard-pressed to call anybody a winner except for maybe Donald Trump just because he didn't have to be associated with this stink fest. But uh, would still love to get your thoughts on it because, uh, I mean, they're, I'm hard-pressed to think of a single bright spot for any of the candidates, really. Uh, but, uh, again... I'm sure you've got some uh, opinions here. So what did you think? Well, I have to be honest with you, Tim. I have absolutely no opinion because I did not view the debate. I didn't think it was necessary, and the history has proven I was correct. So I didn't view it, so there's not much I can say. I did see a couple of excerpts. I saw uh, Mr. Roundball. Uh, oh, that shameful man. Remember the fat guy, he said he called Donald Trump, uh, Donald Duck. Yeah. You know, what a, what, and it wasn't funny. He, he did, you know, he, he could have been more creative, at least if you're going to sling some, some arrows, at least be a little more creative than that. Um, but, uh, it was on that level, just a, a, a cheap, a cheap, cheesy, uh, event. As far as I did read a little bit about it and I did see that, uh, one clip. So I don't have much of an opinion other than from what I've read and what I've heard from people like you. It was just nothing but uh, garbage and an embarrassment. But it's done on purpose. Let's, let's not forget. Uh, what's her name? Oh, gosh. See, when people are so forgettable like this, it's not that I have bad memory on a general basis. But when you're just a pure scumbag like yeah. the, the female who runs the Republican Party – uh, Romney, um, Rana McDaniel or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, she's a scumbag. And so are the rest of the establishment uh, people in the Republican Party. They're doing these debates on purpose to waste capital so that they will have less fundage to fight the, the uh, Biden regime, if he's still alive. Um so that Donald Trump would have a much harder t a time. They would rather have a repeat of Biden than to uh, the, the prosperity and good times via a Donald Trump. And that is the other reason why Kevin McCarthy has been working with the Democrats to make sure that, well, just in case Trump gets back in, things will be in such a pinch that he will not have the wiggle room to turn things around the way he did after Ali Obama. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Donald Trump, you know, I, 
I was going to ask you if you saw his counter programming where he was talking to yes. the union workers. But you know what? You, you kind of reminded me of a topic I think is probably more important uh, because, again, it was good stagecraft. It was good messaging. Uh, there's been a lot of criticism about it that are all, you know, what we would expect. But there was something that happened uh, earlier in this week, and I haven't had much of a chance to talk about it because there were other stories that I thought were more important. But it really is probably the worst case of election interference so far that could have long-standing uh, repercussions. And that's this fraud case going on in New York where the federal judge agreed that Trump had been overvaluing uh, his properties, and now they're actively looking to take away the licensing, the, the ability of the Trump organization to manage, run, and operate any and all of their businesses within the state of New York. That could be a huge blow there uh, as far as even Trump's ability to leverage those properties to pay for his legal fees, if nothing else. Um, I think that's a, a way more important story than uh, the the speech. Would you agree? Absolutely. If if that is allowed to happen, and I say that from both angles, physically and, and otherwise, because there's even people praying for for Donald Trump that this, they don't succeed. First of all, whether his property values were magnified or not, he paid all the loans back. All that's in writing. All that's been testified. Every loan has been paid back with interest. So those banks made millions of dollars to repeat what Donald Trump, how, how he spoke about it. But there are other people who also back that up. That's why I'm, the real reason why I'm saying it, because there's actually backup on that say, on, on what he said about all the loans being paid back. Everything has been was above board. And, for instance, in that town where the... Um, Mar-a-Lago is. There are other plots of land that are declared to be in the same ballpark as the value of Mar-a-Lago as quoted by Donald Trump. And some of that property doesn't even have buildings on it. You're talking about just land. And you're talking about Mar-a-Lago, which is huge, historical, restored. Um, it, it same thing with Doral. It, 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 these people, if they're allowed to, if they're allowed to do this, my friend, then I will consider the United States to be dead. Because that means they're doing whatever they want to do, and they're able to get away with it. Because how can you take a man's businesses away from him? Because they felt uh, now they feel that, well, he overvalued his property. Well, that means he paid a larger loan back to the banks. So the banks made out big time. Either way, it was all taken care of. And the banks didn't have any problem with it. No one had a problem with it until now. They want to take down the one man who had the, the cojones to fight to stop this nation from sliding into utter oblivion. That, that That's all it's about. Yeah. I, I think you're making a point that most people that hear the story uh, aren't paying close enough attention to. Anywhere else outside of the state of New York, 
if you want to file a ch- uh, any type of fraud charge, you have to be able to first prove that someone was harmed. You can say things, you can exaggerate things, and if you willingly sign up for it, but then everything pays off like it's supposed to. You come out and, and it was profitable for you, then there was no harm. If there's no harm, there's no fraud, and, and it's just that simple. But the way this law is written in New York they don't have to prove any harm. They don't even have to prove fraud itself. All they have to do is uh, believe that there's enough evidence to suggest there was an exaggeration on fair markets. Uh, and how do you even go about establishing that when you can take three different assessors, look at the exact same thing, and they'll all come back with a different evaluation of what the real value is of that particular property? It's a sucker's game, and it's designed for them to go after just whoever they want to. It is real Banana Republic stuff, but that is the way the Democrats in New York in particular have loved running things. Don't be surprised if you don't see something similar in California uh, if this is allowed to stand, but you're right. This is so absurd on its face. I have yet to come across the first legal scholar that's willing to stand up and uh, sing a single merit about this law. It's obvious the judge can do whatever they want in this case, though, the way it's set up, because they've even fined uh, Trump's attorneys in here for arguing uh, a point, not that it wasn't a valid one, just that the judge didn't like since when is that due process? Uh, it is insane here, and it again is Trump being targeted solely because he's Donald Trump. Uh, your final thoughts on that? Yes, absolutely. He's being targeted because he's the Donald that did the good things that he did for this country. That's that's it. It's it's not because he's Donald Trump, but because Donald Trump dared to defy the the globalist crowd. That's that was his one flaw. He wasn't a suck-up like DeSantis. He wasn't a faker like Vinswami. He wasn't a, a, a dunderhead like um, Christie. He wasn't a, 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 a bumbling idiot, a well-meaning idiot like Dumbo, uh, Tim Scott. Uh, none of these people. None of these people can measure up to my socks, mm-hmm. let alone to Donald Trump. And because they're all globalist kiss-ups, that's why they are not being persecuted and will not be persecuted. You come out and you stand against the globalist cabal, and they will come after you with fangs gaping. And this is what they're doing to Donald John Trump. And they're trying to show, use him as an example. You don't come after us. You got away with it in 16, but we got you now. We, we, we've covered all the bases. And we're being allowed to do whatever the hangnail we want to do, and then there's nothing you can do about it because the law enforcement is going to back us up. We've got the black robes gone wild judges who, who sucking up. We've got 50% of the, of the American people who are, who are morons who will go along with it because they've been trained to dislike people like Donald Trump. Hey, they, they've got it locked up, my friend. And, you know, there's the other side to this. You know, there's there. You know, they tell us as Christians, we're supposed to pray about this. And we have. And if God allows it to happen, then then it is my opinion, then that God is ready for this this thing to, to, to come to an end. That the one great nation 
of history is going to be allowed to just die. And we just have to um, do the best we can in the fallout. Well, speaking of doing the best we can, uh, obviously we're almost out of time, Ron, so we'll have to try to keep this to about three minutes if we can. But your thoughts so far on the Biden impeachment inquiry, uh, because, you know, we hear the Democrats continuing what we expect. Oh, blah, blah, nothing to see here. Let's move along. And the Republicans are slow cooking almost as if they're pretending like they don't have anything. Uh, And I think, unfortunately, uh, the time for setting the stage and and letting constitutional experts tell you why you do this and and how we do it as you're – I mean, you get building the case. But I don't think we live in a generation where people care, and it's not like the mainstream legacy media is even covering it. But what are your thoughts on what we've seen so far? And uh, like me, would you like to see them pick up the pace, or are you uh, content with them building the slow case? Again, about three minutes, sir. Oh, my God, content. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's utter foolishness. These, these, Those dunderheads should have uh, been doing – Subpoenaing, they should have been going after. First of all, they went out of order. They should have gone after and impeached people like uh, Lloyd Austin. They should have gone after uh, Merritt Garland. They should have gone after um, Christopher Ray and set this thing up better. They should have knocked off those three three little Indians first. I understand that they supposedly knocked Lloyd Austin's uh, salary down to a dollar. Okay, maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. But who cares at this point? They should have done it that way, and this should have been done many moons ago, as American Indians used to say. And by now, they should have been way further ahead on the impeachment process of of, of Biden. But the stage should have been set by going after those other people first in a big way, which would have brought, brought out more information. The cheating they did when they snuck and, and spied on Trump and when they lied on Trump and when they did all these kinds of things. And, you know, they just did it out of order. I'm not even an elected official. I'm not even there. And I knew that they did it wrong, bass backwards. And so now, as you said, they're slow walking it. They're trying to pretend that they're really doing something. Now, you have people like Matt Gates and a few others who are trying to drag it along and get something done. And I feel sorry for those guys because they really mean well. But it's like you trying to drag your house, trying to put a rope around your house, and you think you're going to just pull your house, yank your house down the street. You can't do it. And you can't – you cannot pull dunderheads like um, McCarthy and other people like that to hurry up and let's do the right thing. And and, and then they're just stuck and stupid. It's just and, – and unfortunately, it's the American people that suffer because of that. Yeah. You know, part of me secretly hopes that there's a plan. We're going to slow walk it so that we don't actually do the impeachment until after the upcoming election. So hopefully we'll have uh, taken control of the Senate. I know that's not the plan. Tim, that would have been perfect had they done the other things first. That would have been perfect. But because they didn't go after Christopher Ray the way they should have, they didn't go after Merrick Garland with all the information that they had. All of that stuff, illegal stuff, treacherous stuff, that's what they should have done. You are correct, sir. 
All right, Ron, I hate to wrap it up because it's always a blast having you on, and I love getting to have these conversations. Uh, one more time, let everybody know where they can find you, and uh, you know, God bless, sir. Thank you for being in the fight. Thank you, sir. I love your show, man. You, you do a great job, and hopefully folks will tune in to me as well at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific, Monday through Friday, and you can easily find me on K-Star Talk Radio. And uh, we're on several other networks, but uh, you can find me right there. And we always ha- try to have a good time and inform and um, be a blessing. And uh, that's where you can find me. And um, I'll give you one of the social media outlets again on, let's see, so, uh, let's see, Getter, um, at Ron E. American Experience. Uh, thank you, Ron. God bless. Godspeed to you. And I anxiously await the next time we get together. All I right, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is Ron Edwards. He is the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. It is one of the fastest hours in media, uh, undoubtedly. All right, so here we go, guys. We're going into the weekend now. We are literally right up against it. And the next time you get to hear from me, we may have, in fact, it's looking like we will have a government shutdown. My fingers are crossed because we definitely need to slow down the bleeding somehow. In the meanwhile, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. I hope you all have a great weekend and come back uh, next week and join us once again. Uh, I guess that's it, guys. Have a great evening. using both hands Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep To hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep Stalin, Hitler, Maloney, and Pol Pot They told us things that you never forgot Teach the lessons to your daughters and sons To fear the government that fears your guns Now the new world order crew Well, they're making their demands They don't feel safe if you are armed You say gun control is using both hands
is using both hands. <laughs> 